Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll have a different co-host and an interview with another retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening to our banter. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey, everybody. This is Walker Retail Ranger. I figured I'd start off my first podcast telling you a little bit about myself. I've been in the business since I was 15 years old. I got hired as a, uh, a shagger, which was, I guess, slang for a cart pusher. That was for a regional grocery chain up in New England, and I did that for a couple months. I know it was definitely during the winter because I, I can still remember being bundled up very much because of the weather. Um, I got promoted to a bagger after that, worked inside just bagging groceries for a little while. And then the produce manager came up to the customer service manager one day and said that he had a whole bunch of variety melons that the produce buyer had purchased that were slightly off quality for retail sale, but they were great for the salad bar. So the CSM at the time, uh, her name was Kathy. I remember her. She was very astute in her role. All the managers back then wore these uh, blue blazers with gold buttons. It was it was quite the highfalutin gig. Um but anyways, they sent me back over to the produce department, and I spent the first afternoon just cutting up different variety melons and started to think, hey, man, this is really cool back here in the, the behind the scenes of the store because I'd really only been up to the break room and up to the front. You know, I didn't really go back in the back rooms at all. Um, I, I know it did always awe me when I did have to bring trash back there, and I'd see the receiver back there. He was a gruff guy. He used to smoke his cigarettes while he was making bales. And I, I, I just thought, man, that guy's really cool. And uh, the uh, the produce folks that I started working with, I mean, they were always rolling around. They were flying, keeping busy, but man, were they having fun. There was a lot of joking back and forth, uh, discussion of personal lives, a little bit of business here and there. And I was like, man, this is really fun. So I ended up getting permanently transferred over to the produce department and that that turned out to be one of the most fun experiences I still remember very vividly when I was closing at night um, I'd be walking around we had this thing called the bomb it was actually like a looked like a butane torch that uh, actually had insecticide or pesticide I guess it would be called that we would bomb the department after we checked out with the closing manager and we got the okay to leave we'd go grab the grab the bomb and we'd walk around the department and kind of spray a nice little mist of poison in the air to kill the uh, the fruit flies. You know, thinking back upon that now, that's that probably wasn't pretty good. I definitely didn't wear a mask back then, so who knows? I mean, that might have been a preservative for me, keep me looking younger than I really am, right? So anyways, I started working back there, and I was full-time right out of high school, and the produce manager, he had a... Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but it was a blue T-topped Corvette. And he would sit out there at lunchtime, and he had his little aviator sunglasses on. And he would just out there, he would chill for an hour in his in his car at lunch. And, and I'd come into work, and I'd see Barry out there just chilling. I was like, man, this guy is living the dream. This is something I could really get into. Which is funny, because I didn't really choose the retail life. It chose me, of course. Um, in high school, I was going to be an auto mechanic. I even went to the Votech side of our high school, 
wasn't a big fan of uh, the mathematics side of auto mechanics. I really liked working on stuff, but I did not like using micrometers and having to do the the minute math detail stuff. That just never was a big big thing for me that interested me. Um, come to find out, now I can sit here and reflect that I enjoy working on my own vehicles. I do not like working on other people's cars, you know, unless it's just helping them out doing small maintenance or whatever, but I would not want to have somebody bring me a car and just have to diagnose it and fix it myself. That's not my gig. Um, so anyways, after high school and I was full-time for a while, there was an opportunity in Massachusetts that came up where I became an assistant produce manager, which started my leadership journey. I'll tell you, I started off small. I had one part-timer that reported to me. So there was the produce manager, there was me, and then there was one part-timer. He was a college kid in Massachusetts. Uh, he was actually a DJ on his local college network, but he was really cool. I think his name was Ryan. I know my produce manager's name was Mike. So we're talking, this was Buku years ago. That's tells you how much of an impact it made on me. And I was an assistant produce manager down there for a little while. It was an old, old, old grocery store. The uh, manager's office and break rooms were upstairs. It was just kind of dingy. Um, but I love the store manager. His name was Walter. And I remember Walter was very astute too. He also wore that blue blazer with the, the gold buttons and it kind of just gave him a presence. Um, he always wore, wore a tie. Um, and from time to time I'd see him take off that blazer and he'd just go down there and build displays or, you know, of course I was just over there in produce. I didn't really, I wasn't really in tune with what was going on in the entire store. I never got involved with the front end or anything. I kind of just did my thing. Um, I do remember we had to order bananas separately. We got those from a local DSD or direct store delivery uh, vendor partner. And our guy that delivered the bananas, his name was Jose. And he was one of the funniest dudes I had met. It kind of just affirmed me wanting to be in the gig that I'd chosen at this point because I really liked having fun. I love making people laugh. Um, but Jose would come up and he would just rub his belly and he would say, Barrega de Cerveza. I was like, what the heck? What is that? I mean, it sounded funny, but apparently that's beer belly. And to this day, I look down and I see a Barrega de Cerveza. But anywho, um, one other thing about working in produce was you had to have hands. And by hands, I mean, you had to have a lot of finesse. So when I first started my first store that I worked on as a part-timer, there was a gentleman named Rich. He was kind of a probably mid or late 40s, early 50s, single or divorced dude. He was kind of bitter. But my God, did that guy have hands. He could take a, uh, you know, the section where the lettuce and green leaf, lettuce, red leaf, romaine, and broccoli, it's called a wet rack. and Well, that's what we call it, a wet wall. But anyways, he could set the best wet wall there ever was. He was just great at color breaks, freshness, just finessing it. The thing looked like a freaking work of art at the end. And I watched him do it. And to be able to become a wet wall worker, I had to start from the bottom. <laughs> when, they, when I expressed interest in working the wet wall, my first task was to clean the wet wall. And holy crap, um, in a week's time, you'd be amazed at how much stuff can decay. You know, the little leaves that fall down on the grates. And they just turn into this gelatinous 
oh. And it, I learned very quickly that when you clean the wet wall, you were going to smell like the wet wall the rest of the shift. Uh, even when you got home, washing your hands all you want, you just had this, it smells like when collard greens go bad type stink. Um, but I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel because once I learned how to clean that wet rack, I had to set it back up. And that gave me an opportunity to um, express my creativity, learn the different fruits, and or actually that was a slip there, uh, vegetables, because we really didn't have fruits on there. I guess technically we had cranberries every once in a while, so haha. But anyways, back then we could like do different things where we would lay out the green onions in a like a half moon and have radishes in the middle. And I don't know, it was just really cool. You don't really see a, a lot of that anymore. A lot of it's just getting it out there. But I remember Rich, he was the assistant produce manager, and I, I wanted to emulate Rich as far as his work ethic and his um, his abilities. I mean, the man was a stud. One thing I didn't like about Rich was he did not have a lot of patience when it came to customers. I can remember very clearly when he would come out on the floor, he'd have some broccoli out there on his cart and... A customer might come over like they generally do. Ooh, this is fresh. Can I get some broccoli right out of there? It'll save you the time from putting it on the shelf. Well, Rich would just throw his hands in the air, have this disgusted look on his face, like, all right, fine, go ahead. And he would stand there, and it was very awkward. You know, I'd be looking from across the department and see Rich with his hands in the air like he just don't care and rolling his eyes. And I was like, man, that's... I mean, I love Rich, and, and he was a great, great dude. Very funny behind the scenes, but he... I guess over the years, he just got kind of bitter. So I wanted to make sure I, I didn't go that route because if I was going to do a job, I wanted to enjoy it. Um, and I guess that kind of brings me to my next point. Also growing up, I kind of wanted to uh, get into either broadcasting. I looked into going to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting back in the day. Um, I obviously have a face for radio. My wife will attest to that. But I never really pursued it. I also wanted to be a writer for Saturday Night Live, maybe eventually be an actor on the show, because I was a huge Saturday Night Live fan back in the day. But that never really, never really panned out either. So I guess this podcast is kind of a, a combination of everything I'd, I'd like to do, or I wanted to do growing up. I wanted to do mechanics. So here I am messing with the, uh, fixing the the editor screen on the the podcast equipment here and kind of doing a little engineering. And then, obviously, I've been in retail for 35 years. If I didn't love what I did, I wouldn't be here um, or I wouldn't have stuck with it. There's obviously a lot of opportunities out there. But I just, I absolutely love working in the retail environment. Um, plus, I can be myself, especially with the company I work for now. I mean, one of their core values is humor. And I know when that was uh, brought out a couple, well, shoot, it's probably been a decade now. I was like, whew, that kind of helps me out because... Uh, I've always been known as kind of almost over the edge. Sometimes I did go a little bit too far. I had, I've gotten feedback from my supervisors in the past that, you know, sometimes I don't have to always be funny, which I don't know, I guess it's just instinct and the way I am. So, but anyways, all those different gigs kind of set me up for where I am today. So I figured it'd be kind of cool. I do enjoy listening to podcasts myself and I figured it'd be pretty neat to get my voice out there and talk about my retail experiences. It, it is 95% a blast. Um, when it does go downhill, it goes downhill fast. Hey, I'm also a aspiring rapper, but that's a whole nother episode. Um, 
I guess if I was going to wrap up the retail ranger part of this, um, I did, I worked for that first grocery chain for about nine years and then I moved down to Virginia and with that company, they were going to expand down here in the Southeast. And I was the produce manager of the first store in the Richmond area. And I did that for about a year. And then Walmart started to come to town, which was wild because I'd never really heard of Walmart. I mean, even though they were a behemoth, um, I guess up in New England, I didn't really hear about Walmart too much. I think there was one up there. It was a regular old Walmart. They didn't have food. So kind of really didn't, I didn't really pay any attention. But then uh, when I got down here, I worked for about a year with that grocery chain. And then Walmart was going to build their first super center here in Richmond. And I actually got uh, recruited. They had come through the store. We had a very beautiful department. I had an awesome team. And that's definitely something we'll talk about in a future podcast, too. Making sure you surround yourself with successful folks. That means more than anything. So anyways, I believe I was, we were getting ready to have my first daughter and money was very tight. So when Walmart came knocking, they offered me quite a bit of cash and I took it. So I went over and helped open up the first super center in Richmond and as a produce manager. And I, I stayed with Walmart for about nine years. And one of the, as I, well, let me backtrack I worked with several managers in several different Walmarts in the Richmond market. And there was one in particular that when I was an assistant manager with Walmart, he taught me a very valuable lesson. And that lesson was, hey, if your store manager asks you to do something, make sure that gets done with the ultimate sense of urgency and top priority. Because he used to have this, uh, that was great. It was a, a pattern that he'd walk the store every morning. And he would write some notes. And then he'd have all the management team gather in his office and he would dole out little notes. And then the afternoon he'd come back from lunch, he'd walk around the store and of course he was checking out the progress of his notes that he had given. And we would all gather before, I guess about an hour before we were supposed to leave, um, we would have what he called a wrap-up meeting. And we'd all be sitting around there and he'd start asking each one of us where we were where we were at on our lists. Um, I learned pretty quickly that it was A, embarrassing, and B, not good um, to not get his notes done because the way that guy looked at me, uh, we, we, we made a joke after, but when he looked at me and I hadn't done a note, the focus on his eyes and the literal vein on his forehead would pop out. I would almost see a chainsaw come out of that vein and just slice right into my head. It, it really put a fear into me. And I remember the, the co-manager, Bob, another one of my mentors, uh, had pulled me aside. He's like, look, man, he goes, Chris really likes you. Um, he thinks you've got extreme potential, but dude, you've got to find a balance between your humor and your actual executional skills. Um, I, I was a new manager with Walmart at that time. So I, there was so many people. It was more social for me than it was, hey, let's get stuff done. But after a couple of those meetings, I quickly learned that whatever the store manager gave me to do became number one priority. Let's get this done first, and then we can do whatever we feel we need to do. There's a reason that he was the store manager. So I got better and better with that. Um, I ended up 
uh, getting promoted to a co-manager with his blessing, with Chris's blessing, because he saw how quickly I responded to his, uh, let's just call it the chainsaw. Um, so several years later, he had, I think he had moved up to Connecticut and I was walking around to Walmart and there was the vision center that was up front was dark and I'm walking by and I hear retail ranger. And I look over and there was this dark shadow sitting on a uh, chair and I walked and it was actually Chris, the store manager that mentored me down in Colonial Heights, Virginia. And he had called me that a couple times when we worked together, but I guess it kind of came full circle after we had kind of moved on from our working together and, uh, I, I kept getting promoted up and it just really stuck that, you know what? I am a retail ranger. I, I enjoy what I do. I go out there, I fight every day, fight till I got no more fight. Uh, my body is broken and bruised and I don't care. Um, I absolutely love what I do. My store that I have today, um, I'm back with a regional grocery chain. I have been for 15, the last 15 years, but um, the store I'm working with today has the best team I've ever had. Um, and I said, we'll talk about that in another episode, but my team is, is the best. Um, I walk in excited every day. Are there bad days? Of course. There's days when I know it's going to suck when I walk in. I get it. It happens. But more often than not, when I get out of bed, um, I'm ready to go to work. Uh, my wife will tell you I'm a high energy AM morning person. I am not an evening person. I can't make it much past eight o'clock. But, you know, when you've been doing this 35 years, it's kind of a kind of a way of life, I guess. Um, but my team benefits from a lot of the leadership that I've picked up over the years. And that's kind of that's kind of one of one of the one of the things I want this podcast to be is just sharing experiences. I mean, I hate this term, but little nuggets of because uh, that's a corporate term. I love we'll talk about that someday, too, how corporate always gets these little buzzwords and they all, it almost seems like they're in a competition to see who can use them the most. But, you know, hey, that's part of being middle management. You get to hear the corporate side. You get to hear the the retail ranger side down on the front like we are. Um, but anyways, I guess that's enough for today. I've kind of rambled a lot. I'm really looking forward to sharing my journey with you. And we will have several different retail rangers in over time, to have interviews. Um, I know my wife... She did her fair share of retail rangering herself. Um, I'm looking forward to having her here as a, as a co-host with me. Um, anyways, that's pretty much it. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, y'all be safe out there, and thanks for what you do. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.